Hello, everyone, and welcome to A2I Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia. I hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you are. I want to first of all thank our funders, the National Lottery Community Fund, Social Enterprise Fund and Resonance Limited for the amazing funding that they give us so that we are able to bring you the podcast into your homes. Today's topic is very close to my heart. I say this every week, don't I? I know some of our listeners probably say everything's close to your heart, Elizabeth. Right. Okay. So today's topic is dyslexia and emotional well-being. Now we all know what it's like to have, I call it condition. Some people call it learning style, some people call it disability, and there are different ways for how people address dyslexia. But for me, it's a real condition, and I know how the emotional well-being can be having dyslexia and specific learning difficulties. And today we've got a wonderful, wonderful guest with us, Akria Opon, who is a senior analyst within the corporate technology team at London Stock Exchange, STEM ambassador, board advisor, tech speaker, neurodiversity and mental health advocate. Here we go. So many different titles there, and she's doing amazing work within the neurodiversity remit. Goodness me, you must be so busy. But you know, Akira's got dyslexia and um, also ADHD. Outside her role, Akira is keen diversity and inclusion advocate, a mental health champion community lead for the UK charity committees and LSEG. What is LSEG, Akira? Explain that to me. So uh, LSEG stands for London Stock Exchange Group, but we kind of make it short because to say that name every time, it's just so long. Well, that's a lot easier for me than actually trying to say that long one. I'll probably get it all muddled up halfway (laughs) through it anyway (laughs) with my dyslexia. So, of course, you know, there's a lot more that you've done. You are super busy, Akria, super, (laughs) super busy. I'm so proud of all the achievement and all the things you've done. And we feel really privileged and honoured to have you today on our podcast all things dyslexia. Before we start, I want to introduce myself to anybody who's a first-time listener. My name is Elizabeth Tetchy. I'm the founder and the CEO of HY Dyslexia, and we support dyslexics within the community from the age of seven to open age. I mean, our oldest client is about maybe 76, 77 years of age. Equia, over to you. Please let our listeners know who you are, what you do, and why you are so passionate to talk about dyslexia and emotional well-being. Yeah, sure. Thank you for the introduction, Elizabeth. Yeah, sometimes it's kind of when I hear it, I'm just like, have I done all of that in the last few years? And it seems a lot. Um, yes. Yeah, so in terms of um, what I do, so yes, I've worked at the London Stock Exchange for the last three years as a senior analyst. So it's um, in the corporate technology team under infrastructure and cloud bracket. Um, Yes, I've been here for three years, but um, outside my day-to-day role, I'm part of um, the Women's Inspired Network as a community lead, mental health champion. Um, I'm the UK Accessibility Lead, and um, also I work in a lot in terms of um, fundraising and volunteering initiatives here at um, LSEG as well. Um, And so, yeah, my day-to-day can be quite busy, but then, like, that's just kind of within the work environment outside of that I do quite a bit of sports and charity volunteering so for instance I'll be volunteering at the next um well the upcoming Euros which started today and that women's Euros I'd say and then also the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham which starts on the 28th of well 27th of July dependent on what sports you're going to be watching there so it's quite varied and definitely July is a really busy time for me I'd say 
Wonderful. Right. So today's topic, really, really close to my heart, like I said, and I do say that for all the topics we've been talking about. (laughs) Now, let our listeners hear a little bit about living with dyslexia and ADHD for you. Yes, sure. Yes. So um, just to put into context, I was only diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD last year, May. So um, I was kind of doing quite a lot of cloud computing exams. And there was times where I was struggling to kind of understand a lot of the theory and a lot of the text I was reading. And it wasn't even just cloud computing. I was doing more kind of um, change management um, and uh, the ITIL um, frameworks. So the ITIL is kind of an infrastructure library. So that's kind of how you do processes and procedures in the workplace from a service management perspective. And I think it was about a couple of weeks before my exam was coming up and it was just that I was really struggling. And as a child, I've always kind of struggled sometimes with exams or I go through, I wouldn't call it meltdowns, but there's times where I feel like I'm revising so hard, putting in a lot of time and effort, but sometimes it's kind of like the words not like going through or I could be doing like various reading lots of texts and doing practice exams and one time I'd get it right the next time I wouldn't and I, I just didn't know why that was so it was kind of I was just thinking about stuff and then after reading quite a lot of content um, that I've seen on LinkedIn I was just kind of thinking to myself that I really want to get tested because I just feel like some there's something not quite right in terms of my either it's my study methods or something else and I even did this Udemy course um, by an instructor called Jason Dion so it was one about kind of how to strategically do exams and I thought that would help a bit but I still found a few difficulties so um, I got in contact with Nancy Doyle actually Dr Nancy Doyle from Genius Within and I literally said to her look I kind of need some help and support what can you suggest and then she got me in touch with her colleague at Genius Within both Jackie Wallace Rayson Collins and they helped me to kind of um, book in an assessment and it was really quick Um, and then once I got my assessment I felt kind of relieved but then it was difficult because I was just thinking in my head I've got an exam in a week's time like what could I do next and then um, through that I remember I, re- I was talking to you as well Elizabeth at the time through LinkedIn and we ha- I know we had a couple of conversations and I remember you um, advised about a coach that you had uh, a dyslexia and I was just kind of like oh that'd be brilliant so I remember I scheduled in a session I think it was maybe a week two weeks before my exam and then we went through training methods and how to learn visually and that kind of thing and um, it did really help because I, I passed my exam with a really good mark but it was just kind of um it was it, yeah it was if it was a tough process because even thinking about having an exam that pressured environment because I haven't done that many exams for I, I would say eight or something years so like the last year I was doing quite a few exams so it's having to to like retrain my mind again and I thought oh it could maybe be because of COVID because I had um, long-term COVID last year as well so I had to kind of um, even though I started revision back in January for other exams I had to go through the whole process again because I suffered a lot of brain fog and like a bit of memory loss after the COVID because like it caused various kind of health issues for me so it was quite tough and because like that round of COVID it was they were still getting to know more about the variant so it's you could get medical advice but it was quite fair and few in between what they could tell you to do so um, yeah it was quite difficult but it was kind of sometimes when 
you kind of get the realization oh this is what it is it's a good thing but then when you've got other stuff as well it's layers upon layers of trying to kind of cope to be fair and then also in terms of the ADHD part um, I kind of always need that because I don't want to say this and it sounds a bit unfair but I've always been a bit of a dreamer or an explorer since I was a child but it's not because like some people say oh like sometimes I'll stare outside the window during class and things like that sometimes yes my mind does wander and like I can get easily distracted and fidgety but it's it kind of all adds up and to it was because I had dyslexia and ADHD but then I also feel like a bit disappointed why it wasn't picked up when I was younger Mm. because the signs were clearly there yeah yeah wow so your typical day will be quite hectic I take it yeah no it it will and the and the thing that's kind of um surreal it's kind of I never would say no to things I keep piling things on but from what I'm reading that's what some of ADHD does to be fair they want to do more and sometimes you just don't have the capacity but it's kind of like I, I want to do this I want to do that because it's kind of bringing that variation into my work and also my personality style so um, that's why I kind of say yes 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 even though sometimes in my head I'm like no where am I fitting this in mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Wow. I mean, I know that feeling, to be honest with you. <laughs> you just and you just like, are you ever going to sleep? <laughs> well, you just play so me. And, you know, yeah. I'll be go, 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 go. And then, like, till it gets to a point when I'm actually looking back, I'm actually really exhausted, but I can still keep going, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it has this, you know, effect, isn't it? In the end, it has a toll on you. And if you don't really sort of stop, things can get overwhelming. And I know I've been there before. Yeah. Um, and now I do learn to take one day at a time, you know. Yeah. And that's why I said to you that dyslexia and well-being, it's really close to my heart because yeah. I do say no. You know, can you? No, actually, I can't do it. I do say no, yeah. I can't. You know, when friends are even going out, socialising, yeah. if I don't want to go, I'll say no. Whilst before I feel a bit guilty to yeah. say no. Yeah. Um, you know, when a workload is coming in, not now. I'll do it when... I've got sound mind because I don't know about you. Yeah. But when my brain is overworked, I tend to make mm. a lot of mistakes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So um, it's best I stop and recharge yeah. again. Um, you yeah. know, next time yeah. round. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that wonderful answer. You know, as she was speaking, I thought, that's me. That's me. That's me. Everything. You're saying there. <laughs> I know it, it resonates all the time. People are like, I do that kind of. Yeah. Wonderful. Great stuff. Now, let me move on to the next question. Um, how do we take care of our emotional well-being? How do we do that? I know you're a mental health advocate. So surely yeah. in your personal life and training and things, mm. how do we actually do that as dyslexic people or people who are neurodiverse? You know, I, I've just got to be honest with it and say that just after recently, having like taking time off work because of it and it wasn't and and the thing is what I want to be clear about I'm just not saying that oh everyone when it gets to a certain point let's take a mental health break but people forget about it that's why we have certain days such as um world mental health day mental health awareness that was back in May because it is so important to just take good care of yourself because at the end of the day and this is one thing that like my coach and a few people have drilled into me recently it's kind of like Rome wasn't built in a day and the thing is 
if you're burning out and like you're so tired exhausted if anything happens you're no good to anyone else anyway because if you can't help yourself how can you help others and sometimes it, um, one thing that I've learned over time is self-care is definitely not being selfish and that's like a quote that I keep sometimes on a picture on my phone and it's the truth because sometimes we go through going yes we have to help whether it's someone at work have to help a family member have to help a friend but it's kind of like sometimes you need to stop pause and think okay what about me in this instance Mm. how am I actually helping myself and it's kind of um yeah I try to now take kind of yeah self-care days like even one day a week and I sometimes have like Fridays a bit of a cheat day so I could eat whatever I want basically (laughs) through the whole day no because and then I'm just like I'll worry about it later but it's it's the honest truth because I feel that if you don't kind of get into the habit now as kind of putting in self-care it gets harder as you get older and the thing is as well I think even as a even in my teenage years maybe even as a young adult I never actually valued enough of sometimes just taking that step back and going no I'm going to have my own day and a self and even when I say self-care day when I say self-care day sometimes it, it does genuinely mean having a day by yourself so like no other distractions, et cetera. Um, and it's not like kids and dogs and that kind of thing. I don't mean like distractions like that, but just mean that sometimes even just take half of, a half of the day where you do something really nice, like run a nice hot bath, like have candles, have the music you like. And it does really help because that point, you give your mind time and space to rest. Um, and I learned that even like through when I had COVID a, a few times, because the fact is, even when I was had COVID, I think the first time I tried to work and then I was doing my same normal hours and then I got so burnt out. And even at one time, my manager was just like, well, disable your account because he was like, why are you even working? And then the second time I got it, I worked every single day and never even took a day off. And then afterwards, two weeks later, I just like plateaued where I was so exhausted. So it's kind of like you don't want it to get to a point where your body's then fighting infection and things like that and that's just because you didn't pause because I know sometimes we want to build up a wall and say we're so resilient we're strong but also just saying you know what I hold my hands up I need a bit of help and support that's not you being vulnerable that's you being honest mm-hmm. yes, because yes. it if you don't do that it's like no one's going to tell you like when your body's ready to like plateau or anything like that it's only you that can look within and go like look I'm not feeling great something needs to be done and um like um I remember like I yeah I just remember like there was the quote um and originally I thought it was Maya Angelou but just double checking it it was by uh Layla uh, Delilah and it's self-care is how you take your power back Mm -hmm. and I think it's so true because it's kind of like one thing to learn is over time when you think positively and things like that it manifests in the individual itself yes and also like as I was saying self like having that self-care element and kind of like as my coach keeps always saying to me stand in your power stand in your power is so true and I always remember that and even that's why in my LinkedIn profile it's actually got the superhero pose because it's not to say I'm invincible but it's just kind of to say that you know what like we may have flaws and all but this is me standing in my power 
Yes. And so it's so key to me as an individual. That's why I keep it on then. It's not rather like a headshot or something because it always like is sometimes a daily reminder. Like when I go on LinkedIn on my phone, I'm like, uh, okay. And then when I feel myself like faltering or going through burnouts, et cetera, then I'm kind of like, okay, this is what you need to do. Of course. And have those reminders. And one thing I've done for self-care as well is daily journaling. So I write every morning and before I go to bed, so I start off with three things that I kind of want to get done, three things I'm grateful for, and then do a daily affirmation. And then at the end of the day, I look at three things that were amazing that happened. And there's a line about um, what didn't go quite so well. And I tried to never really write stuff in there because like, yes things might not go so well but I just kind of want to overlook it and keep it positive mm -hmm. and every day when I turn the page in the journal it's like that chapter's closed moved on move on to the next day wonderful there's some great tips there we do get you know overworked and tired and burnt out and all the rest of the things that we go through you know when you've got specific learning difficulties like dyslexia and all the others um for me in my opinion it can be overwhelming and this is why I've learned to say, no, not now. And this is why I've learned to say, actually, you know, the candles and all that that you were talking about, I will yeah. be doing those. <laughs> those. <laughs> you know, and really by five o'clock, we're done. I'm done. That's it. You know, if anybody rings after five, I'm not there. It can wait till the next day. And if you can't, you send an email and that email will be responded in the morning to do with work. And I've applied that in my home as well. You know, I just make sure that I, I'm not, over overdoing it because the mind is like a sponge and it can only take so much yeah. and um if we don't take care of it things can go pots and i'm sure you will agree yeah. with me on that yeah yeah no, right that's been absolutely wonderful um is there any sort of last advice for the community anyone listening what would you say one 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 prominent thing you want to say before we go yeah, um, I would say like um, one thing I learned, there was this Japanese concept, it's called um, Ikigai. So the first pit, Ika, means life and then Gai means reason. Um, so the whole of it is about um, finding one's reason to live. And when I talk, when I mean that, it's kind of like you got to look at things like what you love doing, your passion, your mission, professional vocation. So every day, anything that you kind of work towards just think what is my common goal what is my purpose but then like just because we're talking about both kind of neurodiversity and kind of like mental health just think about in terms of well-being as a whole and the mind charity talks about the five steps of well-being so be connecting being active uh, notice, learn and give. And these are all quite important because it just kind of helps you as an individual and with your overall growth as well. Because like, let's say even doing a talk like this, in a way we're giving back to the community because then listening to what we've experienced, what we're going through, it helps another person. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Akriya, for coming on HY Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia. We do discuss all things dyslexia. We love to discuss all things dyslexia because, you know, this is a condition that can normally, I say, it can either make you or break you. And yeah. loads of people have made it and loads of people are still struggling. And I really want to sort of say to our listeners that please do take care of yourself. And um, you are number one, look after you. And like Akriya said, you know, self-care is... Taking your power back, yeah. Self-care is not self... It's not selfish, yeah. Yeah. So I want to say thank you to everybody. Say thank you to our listeners. 
to our funders, to our uh, producer, Yola, who's in the background and makes all this happen. And of course, to Elia Onya Morris, who is the researcher for um, A2I Dyslexia Podcast. Thank you to our funders. Akria, all the best for all the amazing awards that are to come. Thank you so much. And um, look after yourself. And I just want to say to our listeners, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye for now. The Aspire to Inspire All Things Dyslexia podcast is funded by National Lottery Community Fund, Social Enterprise Support Fund, and Resonance Limited. It's presented by Elizabeth Tashi and produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions. 